We have a couple quick updates before we get into the news today. Now, first of all, thank you so much to everyone who donated to the Maui Wildlife Relief Fundraiser. We were able to raise over $26,000 for those in need, and we legitimately cannot thank you enough for coming together and helping us raise that much. Honestly, incredible. Uh, thank you for joining, and also thank you for praying for us yes, of in course. this trying time. Uh, uh, many people reaching out on Twitter and wondering if we were alive even, uh, despite us reposting many images throughout the hurricane of mean, 2023. Uh, those could have been scheduled posts, who's yeah. to say? So that brings us to the other update. <laughs> it's true. We have survived the great Los Angeles hurricane of 2023. And while the storm definitely brought some heavy rains and significant flooding to certain regions and also a 5.1 earthquake, it appears as though we have avoided utter catastrophe. But that didn't stop everyone from <laughs> using their abundant amount of downtime on Sunday to troll social media with photos and videos of the chaos taking place on the streets of LA. Now all the classics were there, specifically the now legendary fake photo of the shark swimming alongside cars on the freeway. And oddly enough, despite this photo in particular being used nearly every time a bad storm hits any city, people were still falling for it. Most notably, United States Senator Ted Cruz, who shared the photo without shame, fully believing that someone had photographed a shark swimming on the 405 freeway. And here's The Guardian with more on that. The Texas U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, a former candidate for the Republican presidential nomination, appeared on Monday to fall for one of the oldest internet hoaxes, sharing a supposed picture of a shark on a flooded highway in Los Angeles with the remark, holy crap. <laughs> Cruz, wow, <laughs> Heidi, come look at this. Holy crap. Those wow. Californians are up to it again. Cruz shared a post from at Barstool Big Cat, a.k.a. Dan Katz, a podcaster for Barstool Sports. It said, friend of mine out in L.A. just took this picture on the 405. And yes, all news and media outlets, you have permission to use this. Wild. <laughs> Cruz did not delete his post. Hours later, he wrote, I'm told this is a joke. In L.A., you never know. And everyone, please stay safe from the storm or otherwise. Also, uh, they added a reference back to the biggest Cruz social media blunder, a.k.a. the reason everyone remembers 9-11. Mm -hmm. uh, it was not Cruz's first flirtation with social media ridicule. In 2017, the senator's account on the service, then known as Twitter, liked a tweet showing pornographic material featuring an actress some said was uh, visually reminiscent of his own wife. Yeah. <laughs> Cruz appeared to blame a staffer for that. It was not me, and it's not going to happen again, he said. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't just the trusty old shark on a freeway post that were making the rounds either, because everyone quickly realized that Universal Studios has for decades taken guests on wild rides straight through the middle of disaster movies, and a plethora of amateur videos taken on these rides were quickly uploaded and labeled as real situations playing out across LA that stretched from the believable, a subway station being flooded, which was just a section of the now defunct earthquake ride, Bring it back. to the outrageously absurd, a great white shark swimming by a flooded gas station in Los Angeles from the Jaws section of the Backlot Tour. Or a flaming plane crash from the somehow still active and still wildly popular Waterworld live show. Yeah, people love the... I, and I hear it's a good show. I've never seen it myself. I have uh, never seen it either. My, I, tangent, but one of my professors in college was like the lead sound designer on Waterworld. So mm -hmm. like, 
<laughs> for like half of his lessons, he'd like pull in the original like Pro Tools sessions from that movie. Yeah. To like show us how uh, pretty cool how movies are mixed, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. There's a lot going on there. A lot of sounds you don't even uh, you wouldn't even know, but they're all there. Is this the same professor that would talk about? Uh, musicians or whatever? That... No, that was John Hartman, brother uh, of Phil Hartman, oh, who okay. taught a class on, like, the music industry, oh. but it was less of a class and more of an excuse for him to just, like, tell insane cool. stories and also try to indoctrinate all of us into uh, yoga. Oh, huh, be, he's like, He's like, I'm 70, year old, 70 years old, check this out. And he just, like, slowly Jean-Claude Van Damme himself down in the splits. He's like, look, the results cool, don't huh? lie. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty flexible. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Waterworld, uh, it's still going strong at Universal Studios California. There was a couple of other things that were posted, like clips from basically every disaster movie that's happened yeah. in Los Angeles. Volcano, uh, Independence Day, just everything, everything. Uh, also, a very real photo of Dodger Stadium that, for some reason, had everyone convinced that the stadium was underwater, only for them to find out that all that water was actually just the stadium's obscenely large parking lot. Yeah, uh... In 10,000 years, when the entire West Coast is an ocean, Dodger Stadium will be a little island. Yeah, sitting on it, top. It is very, it's on a hill. It's very elevated. Yeah. It, and yes, it does have, uh, it is shamefully, like, the example everyone pulls out is like, here's a here's a sports stadium in Europe. See? It's in the middle of the city. Yeah, people, public transit going to like, and from. Here's a sports stadium in the United States. And it's like the, the, Just miles the parking, of parking lot for Dodger Stadium is like, 10 times the size of a stadium itself. And it's, 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 Dodger Stadium is very centrally located to downtown and should clearly have better public transit uh, uh, they're, things. They're installing a gondola system. Dumb, apparently. very stupid. Yeah, stupid. Yes. Anyways, it's just water on a parking lot. The stadium was not yeah. flooded. It was just wet. Yeah. But yeah, with the great hurricane of 2023 out of the way, let's get back into the typical news items. And it looks like Russia is facing a war on many fronts, not just as the aggressor against Ukraine, but also somehow still finding time to attack the moon <laughs> during an already unstable time for that country. This is what we should be spending all the money on. That's Attacking a war. the moon. This is a war we can win. Mm -hmm. Now, to be fair, Russia wasn't trying to attack the moon. They're apparently just really bad at actually landing a spacecraft on it. And instead of successfully touching down on the surface in preparation for future trips to and from the moon, the Russian spacecraft, thankfully unmanned, as far as we know, uh, just kind of slammed straight into the surface instead. Here's the BBC. Russia's unmanned Luna 25 spacecraft has crashed into the moon after spinning out of control, officials say. It was Russia's first moon mission in almost 50 years. The craft was due to be the first ever to land on the moon's south pole, but failed after encountering problems as it moved into its pre-landing orbit. Whoops! It was set to explore a part of the moon which scientists think could hold frozen water and precious elements. Roscosmos, Russia's state space corporation, said on Sunday morning that it had lost contact with the Luna 25 shortly after 14.57 p.m., 11.57 Greenwich Mean Time, on Saturday. Preliminary findings showed that the 800-kilogram lander had ceased to exist <laughs> as a result of a collision with the surface of the moon, it said in a statement. That is a very accurate statement, and... Uh, Pretty good. It has ceased to exist. The loss of the Luna 25 is a blow to Roscosmos. Russia's civilian space program has been in decline for several years, as state funding is increasingly directed towards the military. Russia was racing to the moon's south pole against India, whose Chandrayaan-3 spacecraft is scheduled to land there in the coming days and send a rover to explore the rocks and craters, gathering data and images to send back to Earth. Parts of the moon's south pole remain permanently in shadow, which makes finding water a possibility. And as an aside, 
The craft that's being sent by India, it's scheduled to land on the surface of the moon around 6 a.m. local time in India on Wednesday. So very soon. There'll be a... They got a camera on this thing? Hopefully, and hopefully it doesn't just smash right into the surface. It would be funny if it did. Ceasing to exist as a result. It has ceased to be. Well, yeah. Vaporized. Yeah. But speaking of trying to succeed while the stench of failure still lingers, folks, it's happening. Billy McFarland has announced to all the suckers and marks out there that tickets for Fire Festival 2 are now on sale and ready for you to gobble up. Get those wallets out. Get that wallet out, sucker. <laughs> Pay no attention to the previous attempt at launching the Fire Festival, which, of course, stranded hundreds of young influencers on an island with FEMA tents, shitty sandwiches, a violent storm, disgruntled locals, and a torrent of alcohol. This time, it's going to be different. No one's going to have to suck anyone's dick. Trust oh, me, bro. For water or anything else. <laughs> <laughs> if this happens again, it will actually be the most accurate version of the joke. Billy McFarlane has the chance to do the funniest thing possible right now. And really, you yeah. probably don't have to feel bad for any of the people that are potentially getting swindled this time around because how are they not literally asking for it? Yeah. You know, what's you know what you're signing up for. Fool you once, shame on him. Fool you twice, can't get fooled again. I mean... Is he going to put them all in a big submarine? Yes, that's how you get there from because uh, the you know the surface of the water too dangerous with all the storms. So Billy McFarlane has he has built uh, his own submarine. He has uh, uh, coordinated and worked with a uh, illustrious submarine building company, which cannot be named, right. but got For it at a deal. Reasons. Got it got it at a total steal, and uh, the Firefest submarine will be operational by the time the festival happens. Have no fear. There's some more and more coming it's, out about that submarine, by the way. It's the safest way to travel. Only one catastrophic accident yeah. in 50 years. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you literally Google Billy McFarlane's name, the first result is his Wikipedia page, which lists him as a fraudster. Billy McFarlane, parentheses, fraudster. Yeah. But nevertheless, he persisted. Here's Rolling Stone with more. The infamous Fire Festival founder slash fraudster who pleaded guilty to fraud charges and spent a little less than four years in prison the last time he tried to throw a music festival in the Caribbean has put tickets on sale for a second music festival in the Caribbean. A second music festival has hit the Caribbean. Mr. President. Fire Festival 2 does not have an official date. They're targeting the end of 2024, location or lineup, but the first 100 pre-sale tickets are up for grabs at the low, low price of $499. <laughs> After that, the price will steadily rise, with the final presale tier going for a whopping $7,999. Gosh, you'd be an idiot not to buy the first yeah, ticket at $500. You're going to want to get in on this as quickly and as possible. And for all the, you know, all the flipper investor heads out there, the easiest money you'll ever make is spending giving Billy McFarlane $500 right now and being able to turn that into $8,000 in just a few short months. Why, there's probably an NFT attached to it. Pro one can only hope. As of publication, about 16 hours after McFarlane first announced Fire Festival 2 tickets, it appears there are still plenty available from that first batch, surprising absolutely no one. Oh, come on, guys. It, it is... Look, I didn't believe that this would sell like gangbusters, but it is still funny that <laughs> there's only 100 tickets up for grabs at this price, and still they can't sell that many. Oh, man. Yeah. In an extremely low-budget intro video, the polar opposite of how the original Firefest was pitched, McFarlane appears in a bathrobe and just tells a story that might end up biting him in the ass once again. Yeah. What's up, guys? This is a big day because as of right now, Fire Festival 2 tickets are officially on sale. 
It has been the absolute wildest journey to get here, and it really all started during the seventh month stint in solitary confinement. In my first year, I partnered with one of the biggest and best TV companies in the world to produce a documentary called After the Fire. I've also worked with one of the biggest production companies to sign a deal to produce Fire Festival, the Broadway musical. And finally, today we are announcing Fire Festival 2. We spoke to people as far away as the Middle East and South America, and ultimately we decided that Fire Festival 2 is coming back to the Caribbean. Well, we all have our best ideas in solitary confinement. That's though. right. Yeah. But yeah, first of all, he sounds like John Mulaney doing a bit. But aside from that, yeah, it's it's just him doing an elevator pitch for an investment that was already attempted and one that failed in one of the most spectacular and viral ways possible. Mm -hmm. We just don't see this working out for him. But if it does, and everyone gets burned again, don't say that we and literally anyone else with a functioning brain didn't warn you numerous times in advance. This is on you. Yeah, this is Gen Alpha's turn to uh, attend a failed music festival experience. Gen Z, they've yeah. already been through this. They've learned their lessons. They've taken their punches. It's time for a new generation to get scammed. Yeah. <laughs> Fool me once, Billy McFarlane go to jail. Fool me twice, me go to jail. I can't imagine the amazing lineup of artists who would be willing <laughs> To put their name on this bill. That's another point. The The big draw with the first Fire Festival was like, they got some actually like yeah. pretty big bands to agree to be part of it. Yeah, it, even, like, it was, it, at, at the very least, it appeared to be an actual legitimate music festival. Yeah. It had actual artists. It was in a, a dumb location in retrospect. And a location so that he's all doing the... the Coachella thing where like their Coachella is already so established that they start selling tickets before anyone even knows what yeah. the lineup's going to be. Yeah. Interesting to take that same approach to Fire Festival. Yes. Well, that's why the steep discount right up front, obviously. I guess so. Because you're going to want to flip these tickets when he announces the amazing lineup. So, there you go. Uh, but yes, while we're on the topic of terrible people going back to doing what they love, no matter how dumb it makes them look, we unfortunately regret to inform you that Kid Rock has gone woke. Oh my God. Yeah, we know. We know. This Kid is... Rock's gone woke? It is shocking news that will be reverberating through <sighs> conservative grifter circles for days to come. And we do hate to be the ones to break it to you, but just months after literally blasting a bunch of Bud Light cans and boxes, Kid Rock has been spotted drinking a Bud Light in public, no less. Oh, my God. Which oh is, my God. Which is basically the same thing as endorsing the product. Holy crap. Mm -hmm. Has he no morals? What are his loyal, dumbass supporters supposed to do now? I don't know. I'll have, to, talk, rock. I'll have to call my dad tomorrow and see what he thinks about it. Uh, <laughs> with more on this shocking turn of events, here's Billboard. It was less than four months ago that Kid Rock got so worked up about Bud Light teaming with transgender TikTok influencer Dylan Mulvaney for its Bud Light Easy Carry contest during the NCAA's March Madness that the Don't Tell Me How to Live singer tried to destroy 12 packs of Bud Light with a semi-automatic rifle as he yelled, Fuck Bud Light and fuck Anheuser-Busch! Fuck Bud Light and fuck Anheuser-Busch. In July, CNN reported that despite his apparent animus for the world's largest beer company, Rock, 52, <laughs> was still selling Bud Light at his Nashville restaurant. Newsweek additionally reported at the time that Rock's restaurant slash bar was selling Bud Light during the June 9th through 12th Country Music Association Festival, and that a Twitter user told the magazine that a waitress at the bar said, 
They actually stopped selling it for a week right after Rock's video, then started selling it again. Wow. Wow! Upsetting. I, I am... Have you no decency? I don't know what to believe anymore. All of my favorite musicians are going woke. <laughs> all, all my rowdy friends are coming over to drink Bud Light. Woo! <laughs> are you ready to get gay? That's the thing. Everyone has to like give this up now because football yeah. season's starting again. They were like, all right, we can be on board with not drinking cheap ass, easily accessible Bud Light for a couple months. Football's not even on TV. And now the season's about to start and you expect us to drink other brands. Yeah, if I'm watching like eight hours of football on a Sunday starting at like 10 in the morning. I'm going to need 24 Bud Lights. I need a beer that's basically water. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to fall asleep mm -hmm. before halftime. It takes me at least eight to 12 liquid death sparklings to get through a day of football, and for the drinkers out there, I'm sure that a 24-pack of Bud Light is about the same. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Uh, their article continues, Over the weekend, the rapper-turned-country rocker was pictured enjoying a tall, cool Bud Light at a Colt Ford show in Nashville, according to TMZ, which caused a torrent of comments on Twitter, now X, <laughs> about the apparent hypocrisy from the Devil Without a Cause star. Damn, never thought I'd have to give Kid Rock the Bud Light treatment, but here we are, wrote one commenter. Just shot up all my Kid Rock vinyls and CDs. I loved Kid Rock, but I hope Kid Woke goes broke. <laughs> Kid Woke! Oh, oh man. Uh, cool. Anyways, very cool, very funny, and all very fucking pointless. Also, another chance for us to remind everyone that this Bud Light promotion was literally a targeted campaign, and Mulvaney was given cans with her face on them for the specific purpose of just doing a video. And calling it a campaign, I mean, it was, but it was literally one. Yeah, it one was. One video. Uh, yeah, and it was a bunch of, like, other influencers. Yeah. It's like, we'll give you a camera with your face on she it. She was one of many influencers. Yes. It was, uh, you never, you never, ever, ever would have even seen this unless you were already looking at a lot of trans stuff on TikTok. Yeah, a fan of Dylan Mulvaney or, uh, eventually, however it got into their feeds, uh, Steven Crowder, and everyone at the Daily Wire who picked this up and yeah. turned it into the massive dilemma that it was. Um, yeah, it wasn't a nationwide ad campaign. It, it, it wasn't. It was Bud Light marketing the different demographics, and right-wing commentators saw it, piled on, and turned this into the, one of the biggest culture war issues of the year, and in doing so, made every trans person's life a lot less safer. Yeah, it's... One of the dumbest things that's ever happened, surely soon to be surpassed by the next dumbest thing. But yeah, yeah another thing that I always got to remind people is like the bud, uh, the, just all the beer companies in the U.S. They all do this. Like going back to like the 80s. Yeah. They're like, wait, what if we made like rainbow merch to give to like the gay bars instead of the normal stuff with like bikini babes that we give yeah. to all of our uh, straight bars? But you just no one ever saw that shit unless you went into a gay bar. Mm -hmm. Like. They've been marketing to the LGBTQ community as long as they've been able yes. to. It's yeah, just... the fallout from this was all very funny because it was just a bunch of conservatives either A, drinking other like massively conglomerate beer brands that have demonstrable uh, examples yeah. of them doing pride stuff, or they switched to what they thought was local independent craft breweries, which ended up being owned by InBev anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that, 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 a lot of layers to this one. Yeah, but anyways, we do have more, more news for you in just a second. But first, let's take a se second to thank today's sponsor, one of our favorite new sponsors, 
Lick, it doesn't go there, it goes in the mouth. Oh, you can just drink it? Yeah. Oh, that's even better. Liquid <laughs> IV. Now for the fa- Much easier. <laughs> for the fast, past few weeks, both of us have been put, it's all summer, we've been pushing our bodies to their limits. I've been running damn near every day in various city parks, on city streets and sidewalks. And Elliot has been, of course, gardening. Uh, yeah, that's one way of putting it. A little, more, a little more strenuous than that, but it's been very hot. Yeah, but it has been hot, and no matter whose activity is cooler, one thing that's not cool is being dehydrated from working up a sweat in the summer sun. And while water is a crucial and necessary part of your all-day routine, sometimes you need a little extra. And that's where liquid IV comes in. And here's the better news. It's sugar-free and contains no artificial sweeteners. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone. Keep your daily routine exciting with three new flavors, white peach, green grape, and lemon lime. Our favorite part about Liquid IV is how easy it is to use because it comes in convenient little packets that allow you to just drop some into a cup or water bottle, mix it up, chug it down, get back to work. You can take a handful of them, put them in your, your bathroom bag when you're going on vacation. Yeah, like if, if you're uh, hypothetically going to Las Vegas and, uh, <laughs> you, you know, know it's going to be hot visit, and dry. Visiting a distillery there and having a great time and want to be able to wake up the next day not feeling like crap. It's great for hangovers. It's good yeah. for that too. Um, but uh, yeah, it. I've been multiple times this summer have been at the point where I'm like, I think I might pass out. <laughs> if I, like, if I, if I yeah, stay out no, in the sun uh, for like a moment longer, I think I might actually die. Uh, Pre-hurricane on Saturday, I ran five and a half miles, and I had liquid IV before and after. And uh, who's to say how much it stopped me from passing out? Yeah. Uh, It definitely made me feel a lot better, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Anyways, one stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. And it also contains eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, with three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks. Non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Now, sugar-free. Grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TODAYDAILY at checkout. That's 20% off anything when you order with our promo code TODAYDAILY, all one word, at liquidiv.com. Link is also in the description below. All right, back to the news now. And we do have some updates on everyone's two favorite main characters today. You already know who we're talking about, so let's just jump into the latest news about the big guy first. Everybody knows who that is, right? The big guy. So according to Trump's own posts on Truth Social, Thursday will be the big day. Donald Trump will be traveling across the country once again to turn himself in. But this time it should be an even bigger circus than the other three times, because down in Georgia they do things a little bit differently. We do things a little bit differently. Uh, it appears as though the former president uh, will get his mugshot taken and distributed appear on camera during the court appearance, and will have his actual body measurements taken. Those elusive Trump body measurements. Ooh, boy. They were standing on the scale. I saw that deputy's foot. He had his foot right on the the scale. He made me so much. And Fox keeps using this disgusting photo of me. Too orange, too fat. He's definitely been on the Ozempic lately, though. Oh, yeah. Him him and Ron DeSantis. Yeah, both of them, they got that Ozempic stare. Yes. And that Ozempic, uh, that that greasiness to them. It's an appearance that is quite obvious because your body has not taken the actual needed amount of time to physically lose that weight and turn it into something other than fat. So it just, you look like droopy dog. Yeah, it's... 
you, you know, once you once you see it, you start seeing it. Start seeing it all over then the place. Then you change to look like but yeah, they're they're gonna be measuring the president's big beautiful body, which yeah. which has actually drawn some pretty interesting and very telling assumptions made by online betting sites, who are apparently taking wagers on his weight. Yeah, which, they, they, I, if you're in the betting business, you know they're gonna get real close to what this is because that's kind of how it works. Yeah, I'm always surprised when I see like football games where I'm just like, how close can this possibly be? And it's like dead on. So they got all it's kinds of job. computer algorithms going on, but uh, yeah. But based on the odds, people and bookies are putting Trump's actual weight somewhere between 270 and 290 pounds, which is uh, quite a bit heavier than the weight Trump has claimed for himself over the years. Mm -hmm. With more on the actual details of Thursday's potential arraignment, here's the Associated Press. Former President Donald Trump says he will surrender to authorities in Georgia on Thursday to face charges in the case accusing him of illegally scheming to overturn his 2020 election loss in the state. Can you believe it? I'll be going to Atlanta, Georgia on Thursday to be arrested, <laughs> Trump wrote on his social media network Monday night, hours after his bond was set at $200,000. Trump's announcement came hours after his attorney met with prosecutors in Atlanta to discuss the details of his release on bond. The former president is barred from intimidating co-defendants, witnesses, or victims in the case, including on social media. Ooh, good luck. <laughs> according to the bond agreement signed by Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis, Trump's defense attorneys, and the judge. It explicitly includes posts on social media or reposts of posts made by others. So it was a good thing that the three other indictments kind of set the stage for this so that by the time we got to Georgia, they're like, okay, yeah. we've seen everything he's going to do. Uh... Let's tell him he can't do that, and when he does, it just it's going to make things a lot worse. And they also add that the agreement also prohibits the former president from making any direct or indirect threat of any nature against witnesses or co-defendants, and from communicating in any way about the facts of the case with them, except through attorneys. The order sets Trump's bond for the racketeer-influenced and corrupt organizations, or RICO, charge at $80,000 and adds $10,000 for each of the 12 other counts he's facing, which brings the total for Trump's bond to $200,000. Bond was also set Monday for three lawyers who were indicted along with Trump. For each of them, the bond for the RICO charge was set at $20,000 with varying amounts for the other charges they face. John Eastman and Kenneth Chesbrough each had a bond set at $100,000, while Ray Smith's bond is $50,000. Other defendants include former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, Trump attorney and former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, and a Trump administration Justice Department official Jeffrey Clark, who aided the then-president's efforts to undo his election loss in Georgia. He... I'll say it again. He did it. He drained the swamp. He did what he said he was going to do. Drained the swamp and then he drank it up. <laughs> he glug, said, glug, glug. He sat in the swamp and pulled the plug and went down with it. Yeah. Uh, just to pile more onto how corrupt all these guys are, John Eastman, uh, one of the guys who's indicted uh, and one of Trump's lawyers uh, who was involved in the attempts to overturn the 2020 election, uh, this arraignment is forcing him to delay his disbarment in California. Uh, literally too busy to lose his license to practice law because he's getting arrested for helping a corrupt president dismantle democracy. Like, uh, sorry. I can't I know make we... it to my disbarment. I'm facing actual criminal charges over in Georgia. So yeah. You uh, understand. He, he's also apparently one of the unnamed co-conspirators in the federal case. So it looks like he's going to be too busy to practice law anyway, but the state of California will continue the disbarment in the near future. So don't worry about that. They, they're patient. Uh, let's switch gears and 
just try to wrap our heads around Elon Musk's continued erratic behavior. And when we last left off, he was trying to get rid of the block feature, <gasps> much to the dismay of literally everyone, including his most loyal supporters. Everyone disliked that. And this might have been the final straw for many of his followers because even Cat Turd and James Woods have turned on Musk over the block removal, which ironically resulted in Elon Musk blocking both of them. Uh, yeah, in, a, in an effort to make a point that only makes sense to him. Now, how do you like it? He's like, yes, see, you agree. This sucks. You agree then that uh, being able to block is good. Yes, beneficial. These people are annoying you, yeah. and you're stopping them from doing that. So yeah, his blocking spree seemed to coincide with the reality that he is legally unable to actually do away with the feature because of regulations. Those pesky regulations within the app stores that his app is hosted on. You gotta, you gotta be able to block. Also, it was wildly unpopular as a move. Like, just no, nobody liked this. People were very quick to inform him of the various ways that the platform could be abused if the feature were to get removed. Mm -hmm. uh, Both sides of the aisle. Rare yeah. bipartisan support for uh, not doing away with the block button. Uh, yeah. He definitely still had uh, his simp army uh, and uh, some of the- Oh, we're just going to do advanced muting. Don't some worry. Some of the most infuriating uh, blue check simp, Elon simp responses uh, were to women uh, who, women who have like literally been stalked and have had to like take out restraining orders against people who uh, now, who've been uh, stalking them for years, who like lay out their entire case and then just one of Elon's little- Little simp army members uh, comes in and uh, is like, well, actually, no, uh, this is going to be better. He's going to come back with something better. For Elon, having the reason is because if you mute someone, they can still see everything, so that counts as views and traffic. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Anyway, Elon did what any grown man would do in such a situation. He went on a blocking spree to somehow prove that he is big and smart. And it's all just a joke. Yeah. Unless everyone likes it, in which case I'm serious. Uh, in a tweet, Elon said the following. Pretty fun blocking people who complain that blocking is going away. How does the medicine taste? <laughs> That's the crying laughing, I'm totally not mad emoji. Yeah. Um, but before he went on his blocking spree, after claiming he was going to remove blocking, he posted something that made him seem a little defeated. A, a rare uh, crack. Um, yeah, maybe buying this social media company wasn't the best idea from the world's greatest genius. Uh, I don't know, maybe... A sign of things to come? On Saturday night, Musk tweeted the following. The sad truth is that there are no great social networks right now. We may fail, as so many have predicted, but we will try our best to make there be at least one. And this is very funny because if he had simply done nothing at all, <laughs> nothing, if he had done nothing, the platform would be in much better shape in nearly every way, but specifically financially. Instead, he has worked extremely hard to make the platform an unusable toxic hellhole while continuing to solidify his legacy as one of the world's most unlikable people. It didn't have to be this way. And, I, and dwindling his support. Yes. I mean, it's... Squ squandering whatever support he had left. It, I mean, it still does seem like it's... This is a boss with endless waves of minions uh, coming out, uh, but... The cracks it, are showing. You do get the sense that it, it, the diehards... It, it is dwindling. Yeah. Again, if you look at the past month of the Elon Musk subreddit and got until like last week, there is a noticeable shift yeah. in the comments there. Uh, formerly a safe haven for Elon Musk and his fans. That's a great subreddit. Also, I, uh, uh, Real Tesla? 
Yeah, real Tesla. Real Tesla is such a good subreddit. It's just like people who like not only were like used to be Elon fanatics, but like spent sixty thousand dollars on like their dream car and just posting about everything going wrong with their shit yeah. and just like how pissed off they are and just shit just like yeah uh i they forgot that i already owned the car and so they uh and they sent my billing emails to like a non-existent email address so they deactivated my car and like it took a fucking weekend to get it sorted out so there's like all these things going wrong it's like yeah. uh, this doesn't happen to a normal car i will say one of the better pastimes of uh twitter slash x in the past at least two or three months whenever she was brought on board is whenever elon makes a completely irrational uh, well, that's edge that of Linda. Seat, uh, decision. The the explanation of it that come that she's forced to yeah. to put out is always very funny. It's always just like we're doing super mutes. Also, did anyone <laughs> see the Barbie movie? Yeah. Like I forget it was this weekend. Maybe it was like the Women's World Cup or something uh. like that. She's just like, huh. Let's see what's going on in entertainment. Anyways, uh, yeah, we're doing it with blocks, and it's a really good idea. Here's why. So she's the ultimate fall gal. You gotta, you gotta respect it, or don't. But speaking of unlikable people, boy, oh boy, oh boy, do you have to see this recent viral video clip of Ron DeSantis, a man who has clearly lost his mind and his jowls, and uh, has seemingly adopted the exact mannerisms and uh, facial tics of the fictional character Homelander, as masterfully performed by actor Anthony Starr on the TV show The Boys. In recent clips where he appears to be on the verge of mental collapse, just stewing in his own skull. He is, as people have pointed out, seemingly this close to a career-ending outburst. Yeah, a lot of people were... Because uh, he's had outbursts before. Not like nu uh, nuclear outbursts, but like yeah. he's snapped he's a, a lot of he's times. A, he's an angry man. Yes. Uh, yeah, people were showing the clip we're about to show you. They were showing it alongside the clip of, uh, I believe it was season two, it was Homelander like fantasizing about like... Uh, just slaughtering an entire crowd of people with it's, his laser it's eyes. dead on. <laughs> yeah. Dead on. So anyway, here's the clip. Your campaign said uh, the other day that the knives are out for you at that debate. I got to ask you about that. Plus, I got to ask you, I know it's not your campaign, but Never Back Down put out a, a memo that people are talking about. So I'd like to get your reaction to both. Well, on the memo, it's not mine. I haven't read it. Um, and, and it's just, I think it's something that we, we haven't uh, uh, put off to the side. But in terms of the debate, look, when you're, I know from the military, when you're over the target, that's when you're taking flack. And if you look really in the last six to nine months, I've been more attacked than anybody else. Biden, Harris, the media, the left, other Republican candidates. And there's a reason for that because people know uh, that I'm the biggest threat. So we view it as positive feedback. We'll be ready to, uh, to do what we need to do to deliver our message. But we absolutely expect that and we'll be ready for it. And yeah, there's a, a a lot of people made edits. I made one that like just gradually like zoomed in on uh, those teeth like that. Yeah, let's look at that one. Your campaign said uh, the other day that the knives are out for you at that debate. I got to ask you about that. Plus, I got to ask you. I know it's not your campaign, but never back down. Put out a, a memo. Like that. That is a new type of grind because usually it's the the molars. But he's doing this no, thing because he's like sideways. He's trying so hard to smile, and it's so obvious about how unhappy he is. Yeah, it's and he's so pot committed with this presidential run that he literally, because of his very slogan, cannot back down until it is back down. impossible for him to do otherwise. He is just like Elon Musk, living in a hell that he created. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, 
a lot of decent people in Florida living in a hell that he created too. A lot of people that deserve it, but also a lot of good people. Anyway, if you were curious at all, uh, no, obviously Trump has stated that he will not be participating in this week's debate because yeah. um, he doesn't need to. And also he's being arraigned the next morning in Georgia, so he's busy. Yeah, the, so by the way, the, the, Republic, the first Republican debate is on Wednesday night in Milwaukee. Mm. Uh, Trump's not going to be there. So it's going to be Vivek versus Ron. Yes. Uh, it's going to be uh, for king uh, of second place. Uh, let's question the validity of 9-11 versus let's question the validity of Disney. This Vivek head guy, to head. Every, the more I uh, hear It's about great that him. he's getting more limelight because he keeps fumbling every time he gets more press. Yeah. And he's also just like everything he's saying, much like DeSantis, the Republican primary at this point is just everyone's trying to appeal to like the biggest fucking freaks in this country. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, none of this is going to play well at all in yeah. a fucking general election. No, uh, uh, well, uh, 14 years ago or whatever it was, they were appealing to the straw man known as Joe the plumber. Yeah. Now they're, uh, they're like doing like QAnon John or yeah, some, it's, it's, some person that doesn't like that. Well, does exist, but is not the mainstream of the Republican party. Yeah. DeSantis with like the anti woke, anti trans shit and Vivek's doing some of that, but he's also like, He's throwing he's, in a lot of random he's shit. He's going like way this. outside the spectrum and like throwing so much of it out there that like it's t still ta like it hasn't fully landed on like the mainstream yeah. like analysis of it because I don't think anyone really feels like it's worth spending that much time doing a deep dive on this guy. But like he keeps saying like insane shit. Yeah, he thinks there's a he the, the latest claim was that there was like tons of federal agents and police officers on the planes that hit the towers. Yeah, I mean, that's a new one. Yeah. But also, uh, he'll randomly just stop and start rapping. Yeah, he does. I hope he does that during the debate. <laughs> he d he does lose yourself, and it's like it's Mom's fine. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess he used to be a. In college, he was a libertarian uh, rapper. He uh, rapped about libertarianism. That is a reminiscent of uh, 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 Marco Rubio, who was like, "Here's all of the artists that I love, and they are all antithetical to my political beliefs." Yeah. Well, I mean, unless you listen exclusively to like. Top 40 Nashville country. That's that's what's going to happen. Oh, boy. Did you see the photos of Jason Aldean with his skinny jeans yeah, on? What's going, what a weirdly shaped man. Yeah. Also, why are you dressing like that if you... Try dressing are, like that in a small town. I, he would get his fucking yeah. ass beat in a small town dressing like that. Hey, you queer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird that you put this big tough guy persona out there and then you wear, there's nothing wrong with wearing skinny jeans unless you're like Gen Z and you make fun of millennials for doing I mean, it. he is about 15 years, 15, 20 years late on that. Those are some very skinny Those jeans. Those are extremely <laughs> skinny jeans. Like uncomfortably skinny. It's a very odd fashion choice for someone who is trying to put forth this massive, yeah. uh, beefy Americana dude image. You yeah. wouldn't see John Wayne wearing the skinny jeans. No. So you can get a pair of pants that fit you correctly. It's just odd. Anyways, uh, Trump not appearing in Georgia, or Trump is appearing in Georgia legally. He has to. Not appearing in Wisconsin. Not appearing in uh, Wisconsin, but apparently one of his fail sons will be there trying to make the rounds and uh, clean up. Uh, Baron? No, yo, Baron hits his head walking Don't into every building. No, I believe. They need to wheel him out. I, I want to see how tall he is. Yeah, uh, based on, you know, the trajectory through the White House, he's got to be at least nine foot six by now. Baron's like uh, the mountain on Game of Thrones. Like, he was like locked away for a couple seasons and like, what's that? and then finally you get the big reveal and he's like, oh my God, this it guy's is a giant. It is outrageous how tall he is. 
but uh, Fox News has already said that they will not allow any Trump surrogates on their coverage. So they came out after Don Jr. said that he was going to head over to Milwaukee. They were like, oh, by the way, we're not having any of the Trump surrogates on here. Oh, that's so it'll probably be Newsmax or OAN. Anyways, uh, if nothing else, it should be an entertaining, if not frightening, look at what we're going to be dealing with for the next year or so. So there you uh, go. Yep. Anyway, thank you again for the Maui donations. Uh, please like this video, subscribe, leave a comment for the engagement. Yeah, reply to a comment. Do whatever you want, but make sure you like that video so that uh, it gets into the YouTube algorithm and we're all and, uh, much happier for it. Yeah, stay tuned for our next video where there's there's more Elon news. There's some big New Yorker article about Elon that went live right before we filmed and is apparently very juicy. So we're going to talk about that. I saw some that. excerpts and I was like, uh, let's leave some meat on that bone for yeah. uh, Tech News Day. So yeah, watch our most recent episodes over here. We got Weekly Weird News. We got uh, News Weekly Dump News with a guy who thinks he can live forever. We got plenty for you to watch. And uh, we'll be back with Tech News. So uh, in the meantime, enjoy your week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.